In my opinion, one of the greatest gifts given to us by the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was the 20% deduction on qualified business income. If you are the owner of a sole proprietorship, a partner in a partnership, a shareholder in an S corporation, or a member in an LLC, you have to hear more about this deduction. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I'm a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve. The 2018 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act contains a very generous deduction for owners of pass-through entities. There are a number of rules that limit this deduction based on various factors which include occupation, taxable income, entity structure, and proper record keeping. That being said, this is definitely a deduction well worth understanding. So the first thing you have to know is do you even have a pass-through entity? So if you are the owner of a sole proprietorship, a partner in a partnership, a shareholder in an S corporation, or a member of an LLC, then you have a pass-through entity. So the next thing that you have to know is what is the definition of qualified business income? And I'm going to explain why in a second. And qualified business income is pretty much the net income of whatever activity we're discussing. Now, if you're the owner of a sole proprietorship, it's going to be 100% of whatever the qualified business income of that activity is. If you own less than 100% of either a partnership, S corporation, or LLC, you're going to have to multiply your ownership percentage by the qualified business income of that business. So for example, let's say you're a 50% partner in a partnership and the partnership as a whole has qualified business income of $100,000, your portion of that would be $50,000. So the new deduction, as I mentioned, is calculated by first taking qualified business income and multiplying it by 20%. Again, this is going to be considered hurdle number one, uh, followed by a number of other hurdles which I will now cover. I have labeled the taxable income limitation as hurdle number two. So while the 20% limitation on qualified business income is hurdle number one, if 20% of taxable income is less than qualified business income, then this lower limitation amount is used. Let me give you a couple of examples. Let's take a single taxpayer that has qualified business income of $100,000 and taxable income of $150,000. Hurdle one, again, is always going to be qualified business income multiplied by 20%. So in our example, 100,000 times 20% is $20,000. Hurdle number two is always going to be taxable taxable income multiplied by 20%. In our example, 150,000 times 20% or $30,000. So the deduction in this example is limited to $20,000 based on the qualified business income. Let me give you a second example. I'm going to take a single taxpayer again. Let's say that this time they have qualified business income of $150,000, but taxable income of $100,000. So hurdle one, again, is 20% of qualified business income, or $30,000. Hurdle number two is 20% 
of taxable income, or 20% of $100,000, which is $20,000. So the deduction in this example is also $20,000, just as it was in the last example. However, in this example, it's limited based on taxable income, while in the first example, it was limited based on qualified business income. Now, hurdle number three, this one is a little bit crazy, but if you have income from what they consider to be specified service trade or businesses, um, your deduction may be limited. Now, what is the diff- the definition of specified service trade or business? It's if you're involved in the field of health, law, engineering, architecture, accounting, actuarial science, performing arts, consulting, athletics, financial services, or brokerage services, these could all be considered to be specified service trade or businesses. Obviously, if you think you fall into one of these categories, you're definitely going to want to talk to an accountant because you don't want to just not consider this deduction. It's too big not to at least make every effort to take it. So in order for specified service trades and business to utilize the deduction of the new code, they must be below certain thresholds. If you are a married taxpayer filing jointly, this threshold is 315,000. If you are anybody else, the threshold is one half or 157,500 of the 315,000. Now, once the taxpayer exceeds the taxable income limitation, the deduction starts to phase out. So in the case of a taxpayer with a $315,000 threshold, the deduction phases out over the next $100,000 until you reach $415,000, at which point there is no deduction allowed. If you are a taxpayer other than someone who files married filing jointly, then your phase out again starts at $157,500, and the deduction phases out rateably over the next $50,000 until you hit $207,500, at which point no deduction is allowed. Now, the last limitation, and I don't want to get too into it because it, it's, it's a little crazy to calculate. I just want you to be aware. If you owe over $315,000 of taxable income and you're married filing jointly or over one fifty seven five and you're any other tax filing status, then the last hurdle that is added has to do with the W-2 wages and unadjusted basis of equipment and property of the business we're looking at. And again, I don't want to go too much further into that, but again, I just want to say if you're if you reach the limit of 315,000, if your taxable income is over $315,000 and you are a married taxpayer filing jointly and you are not subject to the specified service trade uh, hurdle that we just discussed, then you have another hurdle to to jump over which has to do with a combination of wages and equipment of the entity that we're discussing. Now, again, I I don't expect anyone to, to know that, how to calculate that, but again, if you run into that situation, obviously talk to a professional because again, this is not a deduction that you want to give up without at least looking into. So another thing I wanted to mention about this deduction, which is really great, is that it is available to both those who itemize and those who do not itemize their tax deductions. So I understand that there's no doubt this is a complicated area with limitations that must be followed. And in some instances, actions such as restructuring your business type, for example, from a sole proprietorship to an S corporation may be required. But it's a deduction that will be very beneficial to many that own sole sole proprietorships 
interests and partnerships, S corporation and LLCs, and it is absolutely worth taking the time to understand. Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also, please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting-related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income, just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.